Mario Lemieux made headlines throughout his career, but none were as surprising as his announcement that he had cancer. Yeah, it is scary every time you hear the word uh, cancer. You know, I went back home uh, after I saw Dr. Burke and Dr. Jones and uh, gave me the news. And, you know, on the way down to my house, uh, could hardly drive because of, uh, of the tears and, and crying all day. Shock. Huge shock, for sure. It's always a shock when you hear of the word cancer. As uh, usual, it was always, if anybody's going to beat this and be able to overcome it, it'll be Mario. And I know Mario, his attitude was very positive. Uh, he went to his treatments, and then out of the blue, we didn't know he was coming to Philadelphia. On March 2nd, 1993, Mario Lemieux shocked the hockey world again. The big story is the return of center iceman Mario Lemieux to the Penguin lineup. Mario has missed 23 games, undergoing treatment for Hodgkin's disease. You should have seen the, the, the dressing room. I, I, there's not too many moments in, in my life that I see a, just an electrifying room where everybody just kind of like glowed. And there is the hand for Mario Lemieux, 66 of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think that was probably the biggest surprise was the ovation, you know, especially being in Philly. But the fans here were great to give him that type of ovation, and Mario went out and proved that he deserved it. Back to Lemieux. Lemieux comes in, shoots and scores! Mario Lemieux trails it in his 40th of the year. Welcome, GOAT fans, to another episode of GOAT Radio, the greatest of all time podcast show. I'm the big man. I have a wicked lineup in the GOAT Raj today. We have a wicked trio joined by Carlo Finucci, a.k.a. Nucci. What's up, brother? What's going on, big man? I'm uh, looking forward to this one. It's been a while since I've been physically in the GOAT Raj. Um, and we're pumped. We're pumped for this next guest here. We've been itching to have him on. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Um, definitely a, an inspirational story and someone we, you know, I've known for a long time and we all trained together during our, our playing days. So, yeah, this is, a, this is a big one. We've titled this episode 23, The Goat Comeback Story. It's a good one with Wade McLeod, a.k.a. Clowder. Clowder, welcome to the pod. I... Uh I couldn't be happier to be here, and uh, let's get going. We're pumped to have you, man. Yeah. Okay, first things first. The GOAT fans know the drill. We got to say what we're wearing. I'll go first. I'm just wearing the simple black Canucks jersey, the skate, 94, road to the cup. I love this jersey in the GOAT rush. Yep. Hangs to the, to the left of me. <laughs> well, um, I can go, Fanooch. Yeah, yeah, go ahead yeah. for it. Um, I'm wearing a Team Canada captain, Mary Lemieux jersey. So it's Ooh. red, and uh, Mary Lemieux was uh, my inspiration, to say the least. Perfect fit for the pod. Yeah. Looks great on you. Super Mario. Um, yeah, I got the – I saw Milos pull the, the the Skate Canucks jersey on, and we had the Canucks-Kings game on tonight, so – it's a little chilly in here too. Um, I threw on. I was like, I gotta go with a, a hockey jersey to keep me warm through this episode, and I figure I go with the Kings jersey as they uh, spank the Canucks tonight. And we gotta say what we're drinking too. Clouder, what do you got? Uh, well, right I got there? a Sleeman's Honey Brown. Um, Beauty. It's uh, one of my favorite beers. Yeah. So, cheers. Beautiful. Cheers. Nucci, what, what's that red there? I got the. I got the Valpolicella Ripasso, a little <laughs> red wine here. Um, the vino. Paired well with the wildflower pizza we had yeah. earlier. The hot mama we had with the Caesar, with the kale Caesar. Oh, yeah, I got to get the greens in. <laughs> well, I'm drinking, I am drinking, yeah, I have some little bit of your vino beside me, and I also have uh, a half shot of the Don Julio oh. with a little bit of the Corona. I got three. Okay. I got three going. That's an absolute staple in the garage, the, the Coronas and the Patrons. We can't wait for the summer weather here. Ooh. Right? Unbelievable. <laughs> We're going to have some nutty, nutty guests. 
Speaking of nutty guests, Wade McLeod, man, you have an amazing story. Um, truly a comeback, GOAT comeback story. We want to hear kind of right from the beginning. Long we'll story? You, long story. <laughs> we want to hear it all. The GOAT okay. fans want to hear this one. Okay. It's amazing. Um, I finished, uh, I played in Merritt, um, to give you a background. Um, I played in Merritt, um, signed a scholarship with Northeastern University, um, and then went on to play pro. Um, I was with the Columbus Blue Jackets affiliate, uh, Springfield Falcons, and I had a good rookie year, and I re-signed, and then the lockout happened. Um, so I was in and out of lineup, uh, like played on Friday, played on Sunday, skipped Saturday. Um, you wanted to rotate the guys in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can play all four lines. Um, and uh, and then around Valentine's Day weekend, uh, my parents were in town. Um, and um, I... I was amidst a seven-game point streak. Um, all let's back up. Um, the NHL resumed, so um, all the line mates were called up. Um, what team was this for right now? Colum- with your, with Columbus. Your Columbus. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was amidst a seven-game point streak. Um, I had an assist in the first period, so call that eight. Um, in the second period, I got boarded to the glass. It wasn't a major penalty, but it was a penalty. So, um, my helmet flipped up and I thought I had a concussion and, mm-hmm. um, my captain, uh, Ryan Craig, uh, who I like to call Craiger, um, came up to me and said, Oh, um, we're on the power play macker. Uh, you okay? And I was like, Oh, what is going on? And um, I remember looking up at the ceiling and then blacked out. And um, so you had got up from it, the hit. Yeah. And you were just there was a power play. Yeah. And so uh, I was just like. So you didn't get off. You hadn't got off yet. Yeah. You're just. Yeah. Um, and. Then all of a sudden, I stared at the ceiling, and um, next thing I knew, um, I blacked out and woke up a couple minutes later, I don't know how long, and was on a stretcher, and my now wife is on the player's bench, like Springfield's bench, and my mom is on Springfield's bench, and I looked over them, and I was like, oh, that's not good. And um, I got rushed to the hospital. Well, I had like I had a seizure, mm-hmm. and the game got canceled. Yeah. First ever AHL NHL game got canceled. Um, and then I rushed to the hospital. And the thing that I remember most um, was staring at the ground when they said you have a golf set ball-sized tumor in your brain and I was fucking floored and um, I was gripping my wife's hand um, and I didn't hear anything other than you have a golf ball-sized tumor in your brain before you got that news were you feeling like weeks before this incident were you feeling any different confused no nothing absolutely not um i was on a seven game point streak yeah and like i was right there to get called up all my line mates called up um and like i was playing in the top of my game and bam seizure happens find out that i have a brain tumor that is incredible yeah but um i ended up uh floating to some doctors in Boston and uh, um, my doctor performed my first surgery and he said he'll have me back on the ice in six months. And, um, and I was like, okay, sign me up. 
and um, not everyone knows, but uh, I actually was woken up twice in my surgery, and because it was lodged in the right motor skills, so left side of my brain, right side of my body, was lodged in the right motor skills, and the speech center lodged in there. So um, doctor woke me up um, and said, like, um, wiggle your fig fingers, wiggle your toes. Um, and then he woke me up the next time and said, like, how good are you at hockey? Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyways, uh, I woke up from the first surgery. I got more surgeries, but uh, the first surgery – um, the nurse said, what's your name? And Wade McLeod, whatever. Um, and all that came out of my mouth was, uh, mm. uh, I was like, what the fuck? Like I was thinking in my head, say the fucking name, Wade McLeod, Wade McLeod. And I couldn't, um, and, um, I couldn't, um, like, I practiced saying in my head, Wade McLeod, Wade McLeod, Wade McLeod. And I spoke, Wade McLeod. And I was like, okay, that's good. And um, um, my doctor said that I had aphasia. And for two months after surgery, I went to speech therapy and learned how to talk again. Not many people know. Yeah. Yeah. I knew the gif of it. I didn't know that scenario. Yeah. That's in, that's completely yeah. nuts. Yeah. So you could you're thinking it in your head, you're yeah. saying it in your yeah. head, yeah. but it, yeah, you just can't couldn't verbalize. Mm -hmm. I thought I could text. Nope. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought I could write. Nope. All the same part of brain. It's all motor skills. But yeah. you could read. Yes. Just that part of it. Yeah. So how, how, right. how, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still blown away. <laughs> I can I, laugh at it now. Yeah. But, um, what kind of, how, did, what kind of exercises did you do to just retrain learned that? How, learned how to talk again. Like, um, wow. I went through the alphabet. So A's, I can name them and advark, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was stuck. Like mm. I got three and it's like, um, and eventually got better and better and better. Um, Springfield went out into the second round of playoffs, and they got beat by Syracuse or whatever, who won the league that year. Um, but uh, I went home, um, and I trained. I trained and trained, um, just spirit, uh, periodically. I could do some things just resting and um, I called uh, after six months skulls healed mm -hmm. I could resume playing and I didn't have a contract so I called um, my old coach at Northeastern who was an assistant with the Leafs and um, and he said uh, don't make me look like a fucking ass. <laughs> and uh, he got me a tryout with the Marlies. And um, I made the Marlies out of uh, out of camp. So you hadn't skated since, well, you were six months off the ice completely. Well, um, roughly. yeah. So I was roughly like three months off so the February ice. February was the, yeah, the hit. Yeah. So, yeah. Like it, it was late summer. Late summer, like early September. And I called the my um coach from college and i was like where should i go like um i want to resume professional hockey um do you have any pull with the leafs or the marlies or was he still at northeastern at the time no he oh. was uh assistant with the leafs oh okay and uh he's like let me call you back calls me back in a half hour and uh he's like um the marlies manager um, we'll call you and, um, the Toronto Marlies camp is in two days. So pack your bags. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. And, uh, my wife is like, okay, you go, 
um, and I'll stay home and um, like good luck. And I made the team out of uh, camp and um, my wife moved at Christmas. And then, uh, yeah, so it was a great organization, but um, I was on an NHL contract. A lot of guys, majority of the guys were on NHL contracts. Um, they had some injuries that um, got back. I got sent down to the coast. Mm. Um, I had a great time in Orlando. <laughs> um, it was a great time. The Solar Bears? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wicked name. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, me and my wife were in, on a cruise, and um, I said, like, okay, well, um, my agent, uh, get me back to the AHL. And they didn't want to touch me because who – I don't know. Did you feel, like, when you went back, made a team out of camp, did you feel any different at all, like, in your game? Um when I first stepped on the ice, um, we had a, a last man shootout. Like, um, we had to keep going till you scored. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't fucking score. And <laughs> yeah. it was so embarrassing. I was like, oh, man, I'm not going <laughs> to make the team. Yeah. But um, when we f- at our first game, just like riding a bike. like yeah. it, it's. Um, Did the hockey come back? quick to you quicker than all the other yeah, stuff almost. yeah yeah and your yeah. lungs your yeah like uh, my lungs like i trained with carlo and milos and yeah. um you some plyos yeah like that was carlos and kai and holy moly yeah. i remember those plyo <laughs> days that hill you just turn white yeah and you start puking yeah wow i was just yeah. thinking about it the other day i couldn't one time uh, couldn't even drive home. Like, made it down to the Port Moody Rec Center, which is like just down yeah, the hill, and yeah. like pulled off to the side and laid on the on the grass on the side <laughs> of the road. I, I remember we were done. We would just lay there, and then we would wait like forty five minutes yeah. before we could walk, and we go for some sushi, <laughs> some sashimi. Man, that was that was good times. Yeah, oh. yeah. But uh, fast forward to uh, you're an uh, Boise, Idaho, and it was a great year. Um, mm-hmm. I finished second in scoring and didn't get a sniff in the AHL. Mm-hmm. All my line mates got a sniff. I didn't. So there's some sort of politics involved. So I packed up, went overseas um, to Rosenheim. Me and my wife had a three-week uh, three honeymoon in Italy. And Can I ask you, <coughs> what were you hearing? How, how couldn't you get that? I talked to my agent. Yeah every week and he's like you're short like you're next to call up you're next to call up and i was like uh after three months yeah and i was like what the fuck is going on and he's like well i i don't know um because the team saying anything like coach or gemma in boise or probably uh, the coach slash gm because that's what they are in the coast yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. It was, it was like, I had my hands like tied and I couldn't get out of that league. So I just embraced it and, um, decided to go to Europe next year. Yeah. And I went, ended up in Rosenheim, had a great season, had a great honeymoon Mm -hmm. and got back, um, and got an MRI, showed regrowth. So I had to get a second surgery. Same spot. Yeah. And this was like, just did an MRI like a, not precautionary, but like. Yeah, like it was like. Every six months they told you or every year or something. So every, uh, like I thought uh, every six months Mm -hmm. um, I got an MRI in Rosenheim before I went for um, my honeymoon. Um, And then I got the call from. After I got home, like we are on cloud nine, a couple days after I got home, I get a call from my doctor saying, yeah, um, you're going to have to go for another surgery. That I can't imagine what the hell I, that and again, emotional didn't emotions. feel anything. Yeah. Like was it, there's, was there pain a little bit? Nothing. You just, oh man. And, um, so 
I had the second surgery, um, and then I did the same thing over again. Um, waited six months, coached a little bit, um, skated with the local team, um, and um, got a contract with Allen um, Americans. Um, had a good season there, um, and then went overseas to Frankfurt, and I had a good season there. And then uh, I actually was like moved my stuff to Dresden because uh, they signed me um, right after the end. season. Yeah, right after the season, and it was like three hours away, so we drove all our stuff to R- Dresden. Um, we got hooked up with Dresden gear or whatever. Um, flew back home. Um, and then my wife uh, was visiting her aunt on the island, um, and we went for a walk, and I had a seizure. And um, got, like, taken to the hospital, and got an MRI. It regrew. And um, so this is, uh, this is, like, the technical side because I had, like, I got it removed. They sent it for biopsy. Two doctor, two of the four doctors said it's a grade two. Two of the four doctors said it was a grade three. So I said, like, can I change my diet? Um, I don't want to go through chemo and radiation. Absolutely not. Radiate my brain. Which you haven't done at all. You haven't done yet. No. You haven't done that yet. Yeah. So first two benign, like benign. Grade two. Um, So that's. So grade one and two are benign. Grade three and mm-hmm. four are malignant. Okay. Mm. Okay. So um, I changed my diet, went strictly vegan, whatever, and I had back-to-back seizures in my house, um, and I thought I was going to die. Like, that, the second seizure, I was like, oh, shit, this is the end. And um, I got rushed to Royal Columbian, and they found out that uh, could you feel your seizure coming on is oh it yeah. like a aura yeah like thing? it's like three two or three seconds like i was like oh shit and then Fuck. yeah so um i knew that meant was chemo and radiation um is no doubt about it and um i went to the bc cancer clinic and um the doctor there said um you should have got this a long time ago. And I was like, wow, um, I'm not going to see you again. And um, uh, so I found some doctors that were in my corner and um, I battled through chemo and radiation, six week radiation, a full year of chemo and scans every two months, month, two months, three months. I had a, fucking load of seizures um and lost my hair mm-hmm. it didn't grow back parts mm-hmm. of it so i'm wearing a hat <laughs> and um yeah it was like uh the biggest thing about my journey um is to have a positive mindset and have um the team doctors around me have to believe that you can do it so case in point, the, uh, the doctor at the BC Cancer Clinic, I didn't want anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found a doctor and I found her a natural ba- uh, naturopath and said, okay, let's beat this. I want to play hockey again. I don't want to let cancer fucking win. So um, a year after chemotherapy and I had to get – scans every two three months um and um i remember um my mother-in-law drove me with my younger um my oldest daughter and um i got like she took um her for a walk um and i saw my doctor and he said congratulations you beat cancer and i was like whoa excuse me Hmm. and he's like congratulations you beat cancer there's no sign of cancer in your brain wow and i remember going to um hug my daughter and just like i beat fucking cancer and 
then on, um, it was set in stone. I trained my ass off. And after a three-year hiatus, uh, I signed in uh, England, Manchester. So, yeah, um, that's uh, my story. So it was after your year in Idaho. Yeah. Then it was Rosenheim. Rosenheim. And then surgery. And then Allen at the end of the year. And then Frankfurt. And then at the okay. And then I got home, had back to back seizures. Yeah. Yeah. Two months apart, brain surgeries. And then I had to do. And how long was that? Ke- like the process from chemo to. And, you, and then you said one year one year after starting that, they said, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So it was a three-year hiatus from hockey, professional hockey, and I got back. I'm sitting Fuck here man. fucking <laughs> like, I don't even know what to fucking Speechless. say. Well, it's fucking incredible. It's, ex- it's, it's just straight up goat worthy. That story, I don't, I, uh, the determination, like, 99.9% of people would just like, you know, I, I, why I play hockey? Yeah. Like I, you know, like, but I fought my fight. I, I'm yeah. good now. Like, but it's like, man, I don't know. Like you play at that level and you, you were in your prime or, mm-hmm. and you know, you had still good years ahead of you. Like, you're like, fuck, I want to get back to that. That's all you knew. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't want to let cancer win. Yeah. Like it, it didn't want cancer to be the reason I retired. And wow. I did that. Um, I retired on my own terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, uh, it didn't quite turn out the way I wanted to. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm thankful that uh, um, Manchester gave me a shot and then moved to um, Narvik, no. Norway. Yeah. Um, it was a credible town. Um, me and my girls had so much fun there. Um, and I was the old guy on the team (laughs) and I was like, yeah, (laughs) maybe I should retire. (laughs) And, uh, that's how I felt my last couple of years. (laughs) It was time. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a ride and, um, for all you goat radio listeners, um, just keep a positive mindset and, Follow your dreams because anything can happen. Amazing. Yeah. I'm touched. I'm like, I'm, uh, it's pretty, that's so emotional. Yeah. I know that, I know your family was a big reason why you kept going. Um, was there anything else, any other past story or inspiration that you kind of took on that journey? Yeah. Um, previous players or yeah, any sort of, juice for to yeah. keep yeah. keep grinding Mar- mario had a big inspiration um to me and he came back to play f- for like in the nhl so why couldn't i do it so um yeah and um to be honest like i slept for 18 hours a day um mm-hmm. and got up to eat and um around that time for chemo and i got sick and just repeated it repeated repeated till i was done chemo and then done with cancer so yeah it's uh it's, it was a uh, looking back at it it was uh a fucking nightmare to say the least but i can't even fucking imagine mm-hmm. what you went through brother mm-hmm. but uh i'm here now yeah and on the goat podcast and uh you're in the gold rush all is well Fuck. Yeah. amazing man yeah yeah it's good for for people to hear these stories uh um you people all around it are one way or another are affected by by cancer right yeah. and yeah um there's amazing stories like yourselves there's obviously um the more difficult ones where people lose their battles and stuff, but um, it is good to hear about these, um, you know, positive uh, 
positive outcomes and uh, especially someone we know and someone I've known for so long. Yeah. And um, I know that was, it was a big story um, around here in the lower mainland mm-hmm. and in the hockey world. Yeah. Like um, I was playing in Europe at the time, um, you know, after your first couple uh, situations there. And then, yeah, it was, uh, um, yeah, it's crazy. The hockey world's small and yeah. a lot of people, I've heard about that story, but um, I think it's great to to share these things. Any chance, yeah, any chance we can get, and um, I'm glad we're you know sitting down here talking about yeah. it today. Yeah. Um, on the lighter side, um, life after hockey, and um, uh, what are you up to right now? Yeah, like he, um, I sh- like I worked for Burnaby Blacktop for six months, or four months actually um just grinding away and um i got hired i back up i took uh, my life insurance um uh course course or Mm -hmm. whatever i read more than i've read in my entire life (laughs) like it's serious reading Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this (laughs) A lot of legal shit, a yeah. bunch of stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't mean like it's so much. Um, yeah. I got back to Vancouver, Port Moody, took my le- uh, exams, four exams. I passed them all, and like I could sell life insurance. Um, I got hired um, by um, Cam Life Financial, and he was actually the one that. Uh, I was going through all my shit. Um, my wife actually scrambled to get life insurance, and he got it with, uh, she got it with him. So mm. oh, small wow. world, yeah. So um, yeah, like it's. I didn't have life insurance, and mm-hmm. I wasn't even approached uh, about life insurance. And if I would, like, if I was approached, I would have said like maybe like yeah it's a topic that you don't really want to talk about really yeah it really isn't but it's fucking important you have kids and yeah like yeah i guess it's like a sign of getting old (laughs) yeah like well uh it's it's it's, uh it's inevitable um we're gonna all die um protect your family simple as that and i couldn't protect mine but I have a passion to now help my clients, mm. friends, family, protect their families. Amazing. Yeah. Gold fans, contact Clouder. <laughs> yeah. Going forward. Yeah. Put it, uh, e- my email or my number, whatever. Um, yeah. Just get a hold of me. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Uh, we'll post it with all the content we put yeah. out for yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. Some yeah. Some at mentions and uh, yeah, direct lines to you yeah. for all the life insurance needs. Yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it would be great if uh, I got at least one lead and helped out one family. So yeah, yeah, you're a good man. Yeah, Bi- very good man. <laughs> I, 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 I thank you. Thank you again for for sharing that story. Yeah, it, it, it's got to be tough. Oh but yeah, and like it's every time I share it. I remember something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I remember how I felt mm. like in that moment. And I was like, Oh man, I forgot about that. Going forward. Now, what do you, how do you keep up with the health side of things? Do you have to go check up with anything? Yeah. Or? Like I have a, a six month scan, um, okay. to a year scan. Um, I'm going to get a scan on the end of April. Um, Hopefully everything is okay and it will be. It will be. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. What do you say we move on to uh, Global Goal Fire? Lighten things up? Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's, light, let's light things up. <laughs> light it up. First here, off, here I am shutting down my career because I lost a few teeth and I was yeah. sick of that. <laughs> Intermission. <laughs> Intermission. Cheers to that Cheers. story. Yeah. Cheers to Clouder. Thank you, brother. Ah, oh, awesome. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Global Goat Fire, shoot us your messages. We want to know what floats your goat. You like that, <laughs> eh? <laughs> All right, we got a question from Roner, big supporter of the pod. He's asking us the goat of the Hobie Baker. We all played NCAA. Yeah. Who's the goat of college hockey, guys? Johnny Hockey. Ooh. BC. He had like 80 points that one yeah. uh, I get that one year. Coming for Northeastern, it's... Oh, yeah. It's, the Beanpot? Uh, Beanpot? Is, yeah. That's the... Be, like the... Beanpot s- tournament, right? Yeah. Do you guys all play together? You guys got Northeastern. Harvard. Harvard, BC, BU, and BU. BU. That is a nutty tournament. Yeah. And... Um, At the Garden. Yeah. We made it to the finals um, my last year in college. Um, I actually scored a game-tying goal um, with a minute and a half left. Um, we sent it to overtime. It was 6-6. And Chris Kreider scored. <laughs> Who? Chris Kreider. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I forgot. It was him and Johnny Hockey playing together, right? Uh, well, Johnny Hockey got... Um, they were on the line, I remember. Yeah. It, um, like, there was... Cam Atkinson. Yeah, they had a... Jimmy Hayes. They had a snus- nasty team. Chris Kreider. So you're going with Johnny Hockey on the GOAT of college hockey? The Hobie. Yeah. It, just a note, the Hobie Baker's only been around since 1981. So not okay. many. Only yeah. 44 people-ish have won that award. So, And, like, not many have made an impact in the NHL. Like they have recently, though. Yeah. If you look yes. at the last 10... 10, 12 years, the Hobie Baker winners have been more impact players in the NHL than they – there are names you recognize, but not because, like, whoa, like like the Jack Eichels recently, Gaudreau, Makar, yeah. like guys like that uh, that are, like, superstars now in the NHL. We're yeah. back some of the, the 80s and 90s guys were not really superstars, but for myself, um, my pick would – you would definitely class him as a superstar. Um, and we all played at the Bernie Winter Club. And this guy is a Bernie Winter Club alum, uh, probably one of the greatest college hockey players of all time, um, one of the best seasons probably in college hockey ever, um, Paul Correa. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, BC boy. Um, Maine. Yeah, Maine Black Bears. He, uh, yeah, he tore it up. It was a while ago, yeah, but, I mean. I have a stat on him. He won the Hobie, and he won the national title. Their team went 42-1-2. and two. <laughs> It was the nuttiest <laughs> wow. team in college ever. He had 100 points that year. 100 points in college is I, redonkulous. Uh, I topped out at 45. That's that's pretty nuts though. <laughs> you pay thirty six games ish. Yeah. That's yeah. you know, and and I feel like when we played games were not I don't know, they were low scoring, weren't they? I think a so. A lot of two one, three one. Yeah. It was tight, know. man. Yeah. Every game mattered so much. Yeah. I got two guys in mind. Obviously Paul Korea. Um Kale McCarr. Yeah. What this guy's done in, the, in his four years with Colorado. Yeah. And what he did in uh, UMass, the Minutemen. Yeah. He was with the Minutemen. Yeah. Um, he, in his sophomore year, he had 49 points. Yeah. And as a D-man. As a D-man. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So, and who knows what he's going to do in NHL. He's yeah. very goat-worthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, He's already, he got what? quickest 200 points or something like that something as a d-man yeah uh that's well, quinn i think mccarr's ahead oh, he of did him. it first oh fuck yeah i pick i would pick mccarr over quinn, quinn, quinn just hit a any day yeah I would. he's more all around he's all around but, but i think quinn just did the fastest 200 points ever out of any defenseman really like, yeah oh hmm. Like beat or Brian Leach had it had the record. Yeah, pretty sure he just did it. Who are you picking though? I would take McCarr, just <laughs> his size car. and car. Yeah, yeah. His shot, his escapability. Well, 
Maca- uh, Quinn's that's his best at- attribute. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, Makar's skating and yeah, like it's a whole package. And he's got some hardware on his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess it goes to show like how we're talking about the impact players nowadays compared to in the NHL. Um, being Homie Baker guys just shows like the college route how yeah. much it's become more of a a direct line or a more not more sought after but a I guess you say direct line yeah. in the NHL yeah. more than it used to be yeah. and uh, yeah it's that I think that's probably the biggest the biggest difference and while you'll see more high end guys remember when we were graduating that was like the first time college free agents were becoming like a big thing yeah guys signing out of college the nhl like becoming this undrafted guys that were starting to know like then it started to become the big thing like who could get the best college free agent and now it's like drafted guys are going to college hockey and yeah before it was like kind of an avenue to go play for another four years if you weren't drafted and try and get better but yeah i think that's probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. awesome well, mike get into that into a future uh the goat route to the nhl major junior yeah i think the santorelli's want to talk about that one yeah those are tee them up for that one guy played there one guy was committed and then decided to go to dub so yeah they got all sides covered there yeah so clowder you got johnny hockey you got paul korea i got kale mccarr all right let's move on to question two this is a little funny one from t gub t gub He's a BCHL alum, played with the Silverbacks. Okay. He's a beauty, Tyler Gubb. The best arena for healthy scratch food, <laughs> and he says, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> what a beaut. I don't think Clowder's been healthy scratch too much. I know. This is going to be a tough one for you. <laughs> um, wow. Um, that was healthy scratch. Um springfield um like i said but yeah at the beginning of that yeah, first year yeah and then um i was he- healthy scratched um at the maple leaf gardens when they toronto marley's played mm-hmm. good food <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember what the exact food you ate oh i had everything nachos or yeah. no like uh wings and mm. um Oh, I know. Um, wings and sandwiches and fries and <laughs> ham fries and I don't know. It was great. It was great. Your one game you got healthy. <laughs> yeah. <it>. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it was, I mean, I'll get into my favorite uh, at the arena, but I think getting the healthy scratch at least the night before or after morning skate the best food was like going to just eat what you wanted that yeah, day because yeah. you didn't have to eat your gross pregame meal that you've eaten 50 60 times that year or whatever <laughs> yeah and it maybe involved a little patio session for my my days in vegas or in the nicer places but <laughs> you could mix in a couple cocktails but uh no it was uh for me probably in vegas we had like kind of like a lounge upstairs where we could watch games at, and there was like a popcorn machine, so unlimited popcorn, and uh, you could get whatever soft drinks you wanted. So I just get pink lemonade and popcorn, and <laughs> and crush that. But I got to give a shout out to uh, Fairbanks. My freshman year, I sat out a good fair amount of games, and uh, they had the nachos there, the Carlson Cantina nachos. Okay. We're what uh, was on? Uh, let's have some details. Everything on what like was on the nachos? <laughs> the liquid cheese. Okay. Oh, yeah. Guac. Out of the dispenser? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> press the button at 7 Eleven dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guac, pico de gallo, um, jalapenos. I asked for extra jalapenos yeah, on okay. there. And that was probably the last meal that I would eat before a Saturday night, night college night <laughs> party. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh were you pouring something in the in the cups? No, that was that was for after. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe, who knows. I got healthied my senior year at Michigan Tech at the Great Lakes Great Lakes Invitational 
we every year you know yeah. like your bean pot yeah we have the great lakes invitational yeah. it was it was michigan tech michigan wolverines michigan state and i think it was western michigan that year i got fucking insanely fucking <laughs> healthy in the fi- in the finals <laughs> in the finals and we won four rip i was happy for the boys and it was a good win because we didn't win that in 30 years okay or something like that I remember in the stands at the Joe Louis Serena, wicked old school barn. I think they knocked it down. Pretty okay. sure. Yep. They had these long donuts. What are those called? Churros. Churros. With the uh, insane the amount of uh, cinnamon, cinnamon yeah. uh, sugar. Oh, yeah. Had like six. <laughs> had a few. I've been healthy at Joe Louis. Yeah. Had a at few. CCHA had a few beers with the other scratches. You know, we watched the, our boys win it. It was good. That was my senior year. I was headed out. Yeah. The, the the rooks were coming in, winning that. It was it was good. Yeah, in a game like that, that's uh, it's not easy being healthy scratched. Yeah. But in a game like that, you want to be able to celebrate after, regardless if you played or not. Absolutely. Because you know it's going to be a good party. So you're not like, not that you're not cheering for your team and stuff like that when you're healthy, but like. And that one, that's an easy one to be like, okay, fuck. No one likes, no one likes <laughs> rally to, around the boys here. No one likes to sit in the stands, oh, but, but fuck, we didn't win that in 30 years. It was a good bus ride home. Yeah. Wicked bus ride home. Back to Houghton. Back to Houghton, <laughs> the, U- the upper peninsula. <laughs> 30 feet S- of snow. Sizzled on the way home. It was awesome. I, uh, pause it. I gotta go to the bathroom. You gotta go to the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were waiting. Really bad. <laughs> okay. Clouder's back. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I had to take a quick pee break, but uh, I'm back. Awesome. All right, brother. Question three. So it's WrestleMania tonight in Hollywood. It was yesterday and today. The main match um, is going on as we speak. Cody Rhodes and uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. Yeah, wow. Roman wow. Reigns has a nutty streak, okay. and Cody Rhodes, Rhodes is. Uh, we think he's about to. Yeah, we think he's the new uh, face of the WWE. So he might. We think we he might win that. Anyways, in honor of WrestleMania, what is the goat WWF finishing move? And that comes to us by Hugo F. Um, Fucking love. Look at uh, wait, uh, Clouder. Just want to take a look to your right here. Oh yeah. Um, we got. Uh, those are the my goats of the uh, WrestleManias. The WrestleManias. Those are the pay per view. Yeah, man. Those are. Uh, that's just goat history right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. I forgot about Razor. Yeah, he's a uh, the man, bad guy. Yeah. There's like so many good ones. Um, yeah. Some like. I'll go with my f- my favorite. And I'll go with one that's, like, pretty, like, fucking hilarious if you think about it. But, like, my favorite, I got to go with my favorite wrestler was Bret the Hitman Hart and his sharpshooter. Okay. Um, I'm sure I performed it several times on my younger brother (laughs) growing up. Marco. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Definitely practiced that, yeah, on the living room floor. Um, But, yeah. You just knew when he locked that in and he started like shaking and and that the guy was was tapping out and um he was gonna win that match but uh yeah so i'll go with the the sharpshooter um i think it has another name if it wasn't like a guy doing it didn't like chris jericho oh, no he had the walls he of jericho. the walls of jericho the submissions right were pretty sweet yeah um kurt angle had the ankle lock yeah um rick flair had the uh what the fuck did he have? He had the uh, the figure four leg lock. That's like what the sharpshooter was, yeah. right? So pretty much. Yeah, that's what I was trying to find the name. Think of the name that was like basically what the sharpshooter is called. Yeah. But yeah, submissions. Yeah, those that that was mine. And one that's like kind of messed up is like mankind, like putting his like <laughs> uh, Mr. Sockle. Mr. Sockle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the most bizarre stuff, eh? Like and they, they would just totally KO the guy. Yeah, he just stick a <laughs> sock over his hand and yeah. put it down the guy's throat. Yeah. And then how did he 
did the guy pass out or i forgot how the guy guy eventually went and then he would just collapse yeah Yeah. it was fucking i think he put it under his like tongue and (laughs) like make the guy like yeah yeah. it was bizarre one of kai's uh pressure point uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man that guy would hurt me we should get kai in here sternum what would he do he would hit your uh kai would hit your forearm or something really hard yeah. yeah, I don't know what he would do. You These crazy do the pressure points stuff. Yeah. Remember conditioning. Yeah, yeah. He would grab like something here too, and you'd be like, uh-huh. And you know what? You and Tyler McNails, yeah, doing your what's the martial arts called? Weishiru. Weishiru with your patterns. Yeah, s- like doing it really intensely. That was took a lot of focus through that. Yeah. You know, me and Nucci and Marcello Ronaldo would just watch <laughs> we would we were not doing that man we uh, you guys were intense and yeah. you guys were jumping on fucking medicine balls remember that yeah can you still do that yeah well that's pretty nuts Oops. like you guys were jumping on eight swiss balls yeah yeah it's that uh, was good training yeah, yeah i missed those days yeah i missed those too yeah Goat WWF finishing move, Clouder. I got two. Yeah. Um, the rock bottom oh. and the people's elbow was Ooh. a classic. Yeah. And he totally missed him in the elbow, though. So it was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a finishing two. move. Yeah. Like, two, though, which is crazy. Yeah. And uh, the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh, I was gonna say yeah it's uh such a classic and boot to the chest and fucking and he would and he would stunner anybody anybody. yeah old ladies (laughs) uh uh, the president of the whole damn thing mcmahon he would even the daughter uh stephanie mcmahon he would stunner anyone in his path yeah there's that one uh royal rumble i think it was or some people kept running in people he stunnered maybe 40 people (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh he always cracked it. two beers. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Gosling beers. Yeah. Fuck, I loved him. Yeah. Let's go through some for the GOAT fans because the GOAT fans love wrestling. Um, you had, lo- what Nucci said, you had the uh, all the submissions. Those were sweet. You also had the ones from the top ring, like the frog splash from Eddie Guerrero. Oh. Um, Macho Man, he had the elbow drop. That was pretty nutty. So the ones from the oh. top rope I loved. RVD. Uh, Rob Van Dam had the, it was called the something frog splash too. Yeah. Um, and then you got the slams. You got the Razor Ramon, Razor's Edge. Yeah. Um, you had choke the slam. Choke slam was just legendary yeah. by all the big, the big, you know, the big Kane men. And the big Kane. men. Yeah. Yeah. The big men. You got Andre the Giant, one Under- of my goats of Undertaker. all goats. Undertaker. Undertaker. Undertaker had the slam also. Yeah. He had tombstone. The, the tombstone. <laughs> if that was done in like real life, that's to somebody, broken neck. Fucking, that's that's got to be the biggest finishing move. <laughs> Thankfully, he tucked their heads like <laughs> yeah. in he, his like yeah. quads. Yeah, when yeah. He yeah and his knees would hit the canvas first. Yeah. <laughs> but there's bloopers of him fucking up, and he just totally dummied the guy's <laughs> neck. Um, who's a um, uh, who's the guy that jumped off the top rope and? landed like his head chris first. benoit yes yeah chris benoit what and then the uh cri- what was his name the crypto oh, and then th- no the guy but who- he would just jump off like head first yeah. oh wow yeah. yes chris benoit. chris benoit yeah yes i remember he would headbutt the guy uh, 30 Flying feet down. Yeah. yeah that was nuts yeah he went nuts too actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes he did fuck um there's two for me i like the slams the tombstone there's a guy the big man from the wcw goldberg oh yeah he had the spear and then he would put the guy in for a jackhammer you weren't getting up from that i heard he was actually like people in the business were like scared of him or like yeah not happy with him because he actually like hurt guys (laughs) yeah and i I think and he was 173 and oh and then uh, you know who beat him? Razor Ramon. Wow. But he needed a taser. He tased him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I like that. But 
my finisher is my goat of all goats, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, uh, uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He had the he had the big boot to the leg drop. Oh yeah, and I loved it because in real life it would hurt, but it wouldn't really totally fuck someone up but if he did that in the ring that guy was done yeah and it's a one two three if he did that that's why i loved it didn't he leg drop of the guy's face uh he yeah he kind of he would boot him in the head yeah he he would go off the ropes and he would just kind of use the back of his like hamstring and just (laughs) (laughs) and just kind of nice soft part nice leg drop it was awesome yeah awesome question hugo we love that one yeah all right, let's move on. Last question, boys. The best hockey-related movie hmm. of all time. There's quite a few here. Well, there's funny ones. There's inspirational yeah. ones. There's, there's, there's. It depends on what you like. Well, Happy Gilmore is a hockey movie. <laughs> Absolutely, to the goat rush here, to the right of me. Oh yeah, we have that okay. wicked picture with the caddy. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love oh, man. Listen, you go ahead. I love. Yeah, it. Uh, um, yeah, I would play Happy Gilmore on repeat. Yeah. in my MRIs. Oh wow. Yeah, so I close my eyes, and I'd say like, okay. Um, what part? The whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew it off by heart. Oh wow. And. Um, I was a janitor. Yeah. I was a plumber. Yeah. Lately, I've been a good shot with the nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, boss got in the way. Look at that monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, that movie, was, I just want to say, flat, that's my goat. Yeah. Hockey related oh, yeah. movie. Like the characters in there. Oh, yeah. You got Chubbs. The old Paulo Creed. Uh, you got you got Ben Stiller as that nurse. Hal L. Hal L. <laughs> like That's you now. That's me now. Um You got Shooter McGavin. Oh <sighs> Okay, is he's got it he's he's still iconic. Yeah. He will always be. That guy's there's a good Twitter account, like a fake one, like Shooter McGavin Twitter account. That's gotta be the the best character, one of the best all time characters. <laughs> he yeah. was it's crazy i didn't even think of that as like a hockey movie obviously it's like a right golf movie for me yeah but but yeah he played hockey and yeah. he's the whole story he's like a shitty hockey player yeah. he oh, fights yeah. and he's took that fighting into the golf course swearing at everybody he used a a gold hockey stick uh for putting potter yeah yeah <laughs> everything about that movie is it's so and he wore a boston jersey when he Played yes. his first turn and, yeah. and sweats like yeah. greasy sweats and like lugs or Timberlands. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, man. man, what a shot! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is that goal regulation size or what? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that and Dumb and Dumber are like the goats for comedies. Yeah. yeah, any other hockey movies you can think of? I have a we can. Uh... I have for me one that I like. It's just maybe the timing in my life for getting serious with hockey and uh, was miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's about the Americans and all yeah. that, but like, um, I was like, I can't remember how old I was, but mid-teens probably when that came out. Yeah, mid-ish teens. Um, I don't know. It was like pretty cool, like. Cause they were what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, like first. They're year like of yeah, they're yeah. like amateurs, yeah, right? Yeah. You kind of like put yourself in their foot, their their shoes, like yeah. In a few years, like I could be going to college, ho- like play yeah. college hockey, and listen. I'm not saying I'd represent my country at any point, but like you just kind of could. I could relate to them a bit, and uh, was a pretty cool story. Not one that maybe we as Canadians. Um, really knew much about maybe we knew all about the i knew about more about the hen 
that Paul Henderson goal in 72, was it? Yeah. Summit Series. And yeah, I knew yeah. about this crazy gold medal that these American guys won as yeah. complete yeah. amateurs that hadn't, shouldn't have any chance of winning. But I would play it. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure I would play it like, if I had a game that day. I would watch it at some point. Nice. Whether eating yeah. my pregame Herb, meal or. Herb Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. Then I'm like, oh, these guys go to college hockey, like play college hockey. They s- talk about girls and like, yeah, yeah, and all this. And I was like, this looks like, yeah, we can relate a bit, right? Yeah, yeah it's good. For the Gold fans, let's let's name some off. We have Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. D two. That was childhood D3. right there, man. D three. Yeah. Mystery Alaska. Oh, oh man, man. I played in Alaska. Yeah. I didn't think of yeah. that one. Yeah. Right. Um, you got Goon. You got Slap Shots. Series yeah. trilogy, trilogy, yeah. Well, you said miracle, young blood, old school. Oh man, yeah. Fighting with the six in the air, swords. Young blood is a. Mo- I play hockey since I was five or six years old. I had not watched it till I was like sixteen or seventeen. I yeah. had no idea about it. Yeah, I know. I watched it at Mar- Mar- Marcello's place. <laughs> you know what, this Marcello? We're missing March. We, you know, he was he's working, but he wanted to be a part of this. Okay. He says, "Hey." To you, Clouder. Um, we got sudden death with Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, oh. when he was a goalie for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Made That's that, made that, made that, was a hockey movie. made that glove save. <laughs> <laughs> Any other ones? Um, there's like those ones like uh, Rocket, you know, R- Rocket Richard, those little kind of documentary kind of yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Fairy, did you say? No, that's that's, <laughs> that's is that with the, the rock? Rock. Yeah. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Anthony Wilde was. Oh yeah, he was, was a stunt double. Your Remember former teammate, guy? right? Yeah. Scrapper. Scrapper, big man. Yeah. I think Shangula was in it too. Wow. All right, guys. Um, uh, we're going with uh, Happy Gilmore though. Uh, yeah. Now that I th- it, to think about it as a hockey movie, yeah, I'll go with I'll agree hockey with you guys on movie. that one. Like, yeah. They go hand in hand. Yeah, go hand in hand. Awesome, boys. Fuck, that was good, man. That wraps up this episode. The GOAT comeback story with Wade McLeod, Clowder. Again, brother, your story is amazing. I can't wait to drop it tomorrow with the GOAT fans. Just pure inspiration. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Thank you for having me in the Goat Raj. And uh, I like what you've done to the place. And uh, I don't know if there's any more room, but uh, there's, yeah. And uh, I couldn't be happier and catch up with you guys. Yeah. And um, Nooch and uh, Milos, like. And uh, come back. We're going to. You know what? We're we're hoping that we're we're long term. We're going global, like we always say. Yeah. And we're taking the goat fans with us. Yeah. Well, so whatever. Wait. Um, anytime. Anytime. Co- come in the goat rush. Shoot the shit about any, not just sports. We talk about the goat of anything. Yeah. And uh, it's fun. It's fucking fun. And Tom we're, Brady. we're we're creating a stir. <laughs> yeah, we're creating a stir in Van City and all over the place and we're we're, we're gonna have some cr- wicked uh zoom zoom uh interview soon eh, Nucci? Yeah. with some guests we'll keep that a little secret yeah it's, it's and coming. we're gonna you know vacation steve is gonna be throwing out some bets yeah we got a uh, vacation steve's been hot uh in the betting game um the I fantasy think he needs to share his uh his betting prowess yeah, with our our fans, so they can listen along and join him on the, get on the train with him and win some money, and you never know what uh, what vacations got up his sleeve because uh, he's always got a, a finger on the pulse uh, for the next big uh, the big winners. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be getting those out probably weekly. You know, Steve's picks for the week and uh, just another another reason to to follow along and. And join us on this on this ride. Awesome. Thanks, Clutter, once again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest of all time podcast show, Goat Radio. We will see you next time for more goat history. We'll see you later. Hey Gilmore, you suck, you jackass. Why don't you shut the hell up?
I'd love to punch that guy in the face right now, but I can't, you know, because I'd get in trouble. I bet you got a lot of that on Let's Make a Deal. It's the price is right, Happy. Oh, yeah, sorry. It happens. Let's play some golf. Okay. Jackass. Whoa! The club went further than the ball. What the hell was that all about? It's just that, uh, you know, it's rainy and, and that guy in it, it just, it just slipped. You're gonna need a blanket and suntan lotion, cause you're never gonna get off that beach! Just the way you never got into the NHL! You jackass! <laughs> the green's that way! <laughs> you will not make this putt, you jackass! <laughs> nice shooting, soldier! <laughs> All right, happy. Nice and easy. That was not nice and easy. Yeah. Parallel no. G O A T Y. G O A T Y.